1: Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: The first
3: four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time
1: I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good.
3: Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. Brought to you by Extend Technologies, com. Greg Newsom has some news.
2: Always right after the show. Right after the show is That and the
3: Masters uh, ratings. But I don't want to talk about that um, until tomorrow. I really do. Save it. Yeah. I think you got some Phil Mickelson stuff. I think that's why the ratings were so high. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. Is that, you know, I, I, P, I'll just say this now, but we can save it for tomorrow. I think the PGA, as much as they can say, Ooh, we hate Phil Mickelson.
2: <laughs> yeah. Ratings. You're, yeah, you're not. I know. You're not getting 13, 14 million people to watch just John Rahm run away with it. Yeah. Because fans don't know, and Jim Nance can say all he wants. Magnetic magnetism, and then he looked it up in Spanish. He had one of his lackeys look it up in Spanish, and it was My like. My
3: used to have that job,
2: and, and, it, and it, yeah, exactly. And all of a sudden, <laughs> that sounds
3: like an amazing job.
2: Jim Nance used a Spanish word, and it turns out it's from Spain, and it's magnetism in Spain. And I'm like, John Rom, magnetic personality? Like, no, I'm not seeing that. Now maybe. Maybe winning the Masters. I think he's, Masters, a
3: nice, I think he's a, He seems like a nice person. Very
2: rootable. Yeah. Like people like him, yeah. but are they going out of their way to hear what he has to say right now? No. Uh, now maybe that changes. Um, you get famous by winning, you know, events like the Masters. Now he has two majors.
3: Uh, Greg Newsom has selected Drew Rosenhaus as a new agent,
2: which typically tells us we're gonna have some problems, or just you know, a uh, uh, some some negotiating, you know, down the road. Now this is. Newsom's had two years well, in the NFL. People don't
3: pick Drew Rosenhaus to get bowled over now, do they?
2: No, just, no, just a regular well, thing. Like, no. but that Newsom. happened with Njoku, right? And Njoku ended yeah, up staying. But
3: I'll tell you what, if you were Greg Newsom, because remember, there's there's more to representation than just contracts, uh, agents, and a guy like a guy like Drew Rosenhaus. There is pressure for the best, and this is why he's chosen. Um, there is pressure put on teams for advantageous situations for that player. Now, you remember the tweet that happened, when was this, a couple of months ago? Um, where he said, someone asked him if he'd play in, in the nickel. And he said, and it was all caps, no. But they well, they asked him, would you play in the outsider in the nickel? And, and he just wrote all caps, no. That was Greg Newsom, right? Yeah, he clearly stated his preference back then. Yeah. Well, if you're Greg Newsom, you are looking for every advantage you get. So in our world, it's like well, the coach is going to play where the coach plays, and you figure it out. And and if you have a dis- problem with that, you discuss it with the coach. Um, your representation will play a part in that. Your your agent will play a part in that. So that can be a sticky wicket. He may say, "I am not playing in the nickel. I am not playing in that spot." And then he's getting an agent because that's another look. Let's, that's another point where it's like, well, if worse comes to worse, and we're talking about. Different greener pastures at some point. Well, that's why you have a guy like great, like a, uh,
2: like um, Drew Rosenhaus. He is not blind to what we just saw this year, and what did we just see this year?
3: It was a, it was a step back.
2: He took a step back, and who took a step forward? A rookie, MJ Emerson. MJ Emerson played so well, and look, I, I, I mean, he started turning heads towards the end of last year. I have a feeling we won't be able to say and use against Andrew Barry going forward. Well, when's he going to take a, a pro bowler? Because I think Emerson is the guy who might be able to get there this year. That's how good of a season he had. But there right now is a bit of a challenge because Emerson played at such such a level that you can't just use Emerson in nickel situations. I mean, they're granted, there's more nickel situations than ever before in the NFL, but you need him on the field. Good things happen when MJ Emerson was on the field. Yeah. So imagine if you're Greg Newsom, and the fact that you're even being asked about where else you could play on the field like that, yeah. that is somebody who's a 24th overall pick or yeah. whatever he was. I think you're, right, 24th, you're a first rounder. There's there. no way that doesn't stick in his craw. There's no way yeah. he's not thinking about that. And so is Newsom married to being a Cleveland Brown? Yeah. I think all these guys was, need to make sure their situation is best for them. I'm agreeing with
3: you and your principle. Yeah. I didn't say he's married. To being a Cleveland Brown. yeah, yeah. and
2: I, by the way, that's nothing against the Browns either. Sorry, you saw what happened. Denzel Ward's in front of you, and Martin Emerson, M- MJ Emerson, might have passed you this year. Some would argue he already has passed you.
3: There's a weird, there is a but. We've got a couple of calls. There's been so a weird, like kind of groundswell of people who don't want to give Martin Emerson a lot of MJ Emerson. However, you, I know his mother prefers Martin. So that's a pretty how they have damn it in,
2: in a, good rookie year. Yeah,
3: I love but the they physicality. Don't
2: wanna... The physicality you saw from him. I mean the the guys that are willing to do that, and I thought he got some respect from the officials he wasn't getting called for a lot of that now, who knows maybe it's all on tape it's here too he's a rookie when you're playing teams, and normally rookies get picked on not just by quarterbacks yeah, I thought he did but also by on. officials I thought he
3: did get picked on and there was a time- i mean somebody showed a highlight of him in college where he got picked on once and he, i mean he he was talking some trash, he ended up getting burned. But I, I did have a bit of a theory here, where some people I think wanted to hold back on giving MJ Amerson his credit. Why? I think because they gave Greg Newsom a lot of credit his rookie year and his okay. second year. JOK, was we clearly, gave credit to yes, and, and but I I still think that JOK one was injured, two had to play out of position. Because of what they did not have at linebacker, so we'll find out more coming up here or in the 2023 li- season.
2: Or, or good run-stopping yes. defensive lineman. Yes, that too. I mean, JOK that too. had no chance the way guys were yes. running through those holes.
3: But I also think that I, I think that because of the history, I, I, we do this all the time. We there are people who, if the Browns were to go ten and seven this year, I still think there'd be people who hold it against the Browns based on years past. And say that we get too excited based on years past. The whole Super Bowl, Super Browns, fiasco, things like that. I, I think that that's what they do. I, I don't want to do that. I, I give credit where it's due when it's due. I want to give credit where it's due when it's due. And that's what I would do for this Browns team. And that's what I would do for Greg Newsom. If Greg Newsom had a, had a good year in year three, I would love to say it. The same thing for MJ Emerson. I hope he doesn't have a, a sophomore slump or anything like that. I was really disappointed Greg Newsom had that season. and I, And I hope that... Changing out Joe Woods for Jim Schwartz will help out Greg Newsom, but clearly he's he's not thrilled with how he's been play, he's been played. And there's also when you play so well as a rookie, it is hard for any human to accept responsibility. It is very hard.
2: But nobody wanted to do that last year.
3: Yes, and they don't want to accept. And you might want to accept some of the responsibility. I think there should be some paranoia with everybody, but I don't think you want to take a hundred percent because there's definitely some, if, if everything was fine with the scheme, then I think Joe Woods would still more than likely still be here. If everything was fine with the scheme, Mm -hmm. but again, it's easier to replace. I think for a lot of organizations, it's easier to replace a defensive coordinator than there is to replace a general manager. Double A, do you have something to say? No, I I was just thinking like, if, if anyone took
4: responsibility on a defense that didn't take any, like, as a fan, whether it's right or wrong, does it? It would seem like, all right. If Newsom took some responsibility, he is the odd man out. That is it. Like, forget about it. So it's almost, I don't, I don't know, guys. It's almost in the sense of when you look out for your own future from a business standpoint, do you almost like you don't play the blame game? Because so you're it saying can lead that you're bad. saying
2: it would just hurt you if you were to get up there and accept blame. I think there are ways – I think okay. I don't disagree with that philosophy. I think there are ways that young, mature players have a way to do that and to speak up and to take responsibility in a way where it almost sounds like you're covering for your teammates, and that would show some leadership. Whatever they were doing last year was not taking responsibility. Right. Lima, who's teaching that, though? Like,
4: defensively, like, on that side of the ball. Like, who's actually... (laughs) leading those guys to say, hey, it's okay well, to take that responsibility. I mean,
2: wasn't the responsibility taken uh, in the way that they decided at the end of the year what they were going to do by firing their defensive coordinator? Was that the way for the organization to say, it's not on you guys, it's on the coach, but next time it'll be on you? Because now this will be two different defensive coaches.
4: But that that's happen- that happens all the time. I, I think it's different within the locker room. If you're talking about like just locker room leadership and – and the players having that responsibility, that did not exist mm. last
2: year. and But it and, was weird. It was weird. I mean, from game two, to have the loss the way you lost to the Jets, and then to hear all of the stuff coming out chatter two weeks into the year. I mean, this was a team that wasn't supposed to go to the Super Bowl because of the quarterback situation, but it's a team you shouldn't have had those breakdowns with the amount of guys that came back from the year before defensively. You should not. That's an advantage you have over other teams like the Jets. And yet you lose that game, and in horrific fashion. Yeah. To have the guy's voice, the uh, inconsistencies and the miscommunications that were present uh, during that game—boy, that was a big death blow to your entire season. Man, when they start out two and six,
3: we are at the yes, but we are. My at the, God! Remember, yeah, because my son was two watching. and six. I walked in on my son watching. Uh, I walked in on my son watching the Browns and Bucks. Ooh, thought it was something else. No, I. I well, yeah. At that point, I'd rather be something else. <laughs> Um and the Browns were three and seven. I'm sitting there watching. That's the game they won. They won to the go to four and seven. My Remember God. they beat Tom Brady and the Bucks. Yeah. I'm going, I cannot believe we were three and seven going
2: into this game. That's really hard to do. What a
3: waste of a year. Oh, and by the way, when you're calling out
4: like taking accountability, and then you guys called it when it happened. You don't need an entire players only meeting in what, week three of the season, allegedly. Yeah, they
3: did that. That was my first that was my first like, what are we doing? That's that, that's part of the thing where like, they're just out of bucks to pass. That's why this has to be a year where, I'm not saying Super Bowl. There has to be some damn progress to it. And I don't want to turn this into a Browns podcast, because we can just talk Browns on the regular show. But there has to be some progress to it, because if there's not progress, we're talking about blowing up the whole damn thing. Like, again, if they finish 7-10, and 10, yeah. and there's not an absurd reason for, it, like an injury to the quarterback or something like that, then we're talking, with the exception of Deshaun Watson, I think it's all on the table. We, we've talked about Stefanski, and we've talked about the general manager. We Andrew Berry. We need to talk about Miles. We need to talk about Nick. We need to talk about them all. Forget it. Mm-hmm. Because what you're doing ain't working, and there may be a need to liquidate. Now, do we get to that level where you do make those moves? That's a different discussion. Because then you go, well, wait a minute. We're spending all this money on a quarterback. Why are we liquidating all these assets here? Well, clearly there's something missing that ain't working, and we, we need to find it. And the and the core that you've developed just aren't they're not responsible adult football players to take the responsibility on themselves to go out and win. So that's what's on the line for this year. But, uh, I'm not, but I'm not putting that on Greg Newsome right now. We'll find out during the year what they actually do and whether or not we gotta. Mm-hmm yell at them or whether or not we we look at last year and, and say that now the defense is fixed and all the other stuff. But I'll because- tell you,
2: there's another thing permeating here that we have not talked about yet on the show because if it's normally filed under good problem to have. But until the Browns win, it hasn't been a good problem. But we know it's coming when we talk contracts. We had Zach Jackson today talk about some of the financial limitations they're going to have going forward. Even with restructures, you're still going to have them. Uh one of which is if you're a player, a young player on the Browns right now, how well do you have to produce to get top of the line contract with the Browns? I think guys are thinking about that, knowing that here are all these other guys who've already made money and with the Browns, they're going to have to they're going to have to conserve a little bit. Well, They're going to have to bean count a little bit more than some other desperate organizations. But I think a lot because of, of how much. I mean, the Browns have the highest paid offense in the NFL. So if you are Greg Newsom, do you think even if you have a Pro Bowl year this year, do you think the Browns are just going to make you one of the highest paid corners in a game? I, I, like, I, I they, wonder, they can't. I,
4: but, I wonder real quick. I wonder. Sure. How, I wonder if Greg watched what happened and was happening with the Kareem Hunt situation to that exact point. It's like okay, Kareem Hunt essentially sacrificed a year, you know, to be on this offense, to take a lesser role on this offense. And what we thought was going to be, the Browns going to be a lot better than what they were. And by sacrificing another year to be here, he's
2: essentially out of value. What good did it do him? That's a running back though, double a, but don't, so does that matter? Don't
3: players believe though, that they are going to get theirs as long as they play well from somebody from
2: somebody, yes.
3: Like it doesn't have like if you're a player for the Browns and you're a cornerback, it's like listen, as long as I show up and get mine. Yeah. I'm going to get mine. It might not be from Cleveland, and you may not even want it to be yeah. from Cleveland for all. they no, I don't, you know, I don't know how these guys think.
2: Well, that franchise tag is always the stickler, and that's why I wonder why some young but players want to get the hell out some because guys, they're like I have no I have no leverage. With a team like the Browns. You only have
3: two tags you can use, Mm -hmm. because you have that and the the transition tag, and that can be weird. Some guys don't have the type of stigma over the franchise tag as they used to. Some Mm -hmm. guys are fine making $30 million a year is whatever. We're talking quarterbacks there, but some guys are are fine making a lot of money for a season and and whatever. Uh, A lot of other guys still aren't. But I think that tastes have changed, or attitudes, I should say, have changed towards the franchise tag a little bit. Um. Because I used to I used to be like, man, these guys do not want franchise tags. They want long-term contracts and and things that are spaced out. And I think that that's what their agents have told them. And I still think that that's probably what most of them would want because um, it provides a little bit more long-term security, even though what's long-term in the NFL, for crying out loud? I mean, eventually you're going to – well, they all get cut in their 30s no matter what, basically, so it doesn't matter. Um, but I think that they want a little bit more security – but at the same time, if you can get paid a lot more money on a one year deal or whatever, fine. Yeah. It's just you don't get, you don't get protection going into the next year. And, and we've seen, I don't, the Odell Beckham thing throws me off. I was going to use him as an example, but he's going to get 15 million guaranteed this year. And that's, I, I just can't believe it, but
2: I can't believe it either. I,
3: I don't be I don't be him for getting the 15 million. I I'm, I'm just surprised that no, they're paying credit, the 15 guaranteed up to 18. All credit to LBJ for getting that money. Yeah, I don't I don't <laughs> it's not my, I don't I'm not mad at him for getting 18 million possibly or at least 15. It's not my money. I don't care about the Ravens, but it does throw me off a little bit there where Boy, you don't play for a year. The whole thing is whether or not you got gas left in the tank and it's Fifteen million guaranteed, but it's only a one-year deal, and they don't really have very much else to throw to in Baltimore. Well, I don't. Like get, they could still draft a guy if they draft well, which they've never really drafted uh, wide receivers no, very well. No. Their wide receivers they have are young. If they drafted a decent wide receiver, they're laughing because they still have Mark Andrews on that team. But I, it, my whole thing of it was Lamar going, "Wait a minute, the thirty-year-old wide receiver who has two serious knee injuries coming off after a, another serious knee injury and a year not playing." is what's going to keep you in Baltimore. That, to me, but is very not short-sighted.
2: But not only that, I know we weren't going to make this about the Ravens, but since it came up, um, and we didn't do a ton on Odell, I think our fans were kind of over the Odell experience for the most part. I, I st- Still, there would have been some jumping up and down by one faction of the fan base, but that's the faction of the fan base I never want to make happy because if they're happy... I think the Browns are in bad shape. Mm-hmm. Just meaning big, sexy names,
4: yeah, just yeah. to do
2: it. I, that that always makes me nervous. The guys that would have gotten excited about Odell after the second injury are not the fan base that I want. Um, you know, getting getting the guys I want. With all that said, uh, you said it was this the big dangled carrot for Lamar Jackson. I'd be nervous if I'm a Ravens fan. It's one thing, like, yeah, you'll get excited if. Lamar Jackson comes back, but at what price? Like, aren't the Ravens, if they're hoping that this was going to be something to entice Lamar Jackson to come back and come back to the bargaining table, still a bargaining table as far as the Ravens are concerned. As far as Lamar Jackson is concerned, it doesn't sound like a bargain. It sounds like this is the price. Yeah. Meet the price. This is the guaranteed value. Meet the guaranteed value. So, okay, great. I signed Odell Beckham does that get Lamar Jackson back to the table if you're not willing to negotiate on the actual price? And right now, we're not hearing anything from the Lamar Jackson side of things on whether it's a negotiation.
3: But if you're the Ravens, you've only transition tagged him. So if you're the Ravens, obviously you're not willing to make a long-term commitment anyway, so it's the best of both worlds. I spent, for the Ravens, hell, and I don't know if anybody else has said this, they probably have almost said the S-word, you spend $15 million on Odell Beckham Jr. So right now... You have, what is it? $33 million for Lamar Jackson. $33 million for Lamar. $15 million for Odell. So thir- that's $48 million bucks, right? $48 million as opposed to what Lamar wants. You're going to find out whether or not Lamar can actually do it or not. Because mm-hmm. if this gets Lamar back, well, I'm going to get another year to either prove Lamar's right or...
2: Boy, I think I think if it is And
3: if it goes well, we're that, gonna be in the playoffs.
2: I think that is a horrible idea. Uh really both parties involved. Wait but a minute, I how's think, that a horrible idea? I, I think the one year thing, the the bet on yourself prove it year.
3: It seems lo- that he's willing to do I that. Know,
2: no, I, I think he Unless is. He just
3: doesn't want to come to camp, but well, I think, well, we're all excited over Odell. we're all excited Odell Beckham Jr. Well, here.
2: here's the way I look at it. I could be totally proven wrong because I don't think anybody truly knows what's happening in Baltimore. I've said for about a month now Two months, he's played his last game in Baltimore. There are people in Baltimore who think that's the case, and there are others that don't. We've had Ken Wyman on a bunch. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is I think in the re- it's it was in the recesses of their mind this year having to do the whole dog and pony with whether or not Lamar was going to be active for games. Mm-hmm. What matters is he had teammates that thought he was – good to go mm-hmm. and he didn't play exactly i'm telling you that that takes stuff that's in the recesses of your mind we all think i know we all have a meter in our mind of we think good about a person bad about a person normally it's all right can i think 98% good about you 2% bad What's but 2%? can but can the well, i can't tell you but can the 2% grow if we have a bad week can it go vice versa can it go the other direction depends on what
3: happens in that week there's certain things that can happen sure
2: in in the recesses of the minds of the Baltimore Ravens a few years ago, when he won the MVP, it was 0% negative or maybe 1% negative. Okay. Now that grew this year, I think it's gotten to such a point. It's reached such a threshold that I think they've made up their minds that, okay, he might be here this year. This is it. We are now preparing for life after Lamar, whether he's here or whether he's not, but in preparing for it, just like the Packers, they almost expedite the process of him leaving. It's true. My thought would be... Well, so what he can he, come back this year, Kenny. He can come back this year, but it's over. I, no, the writing on the wall is over.
4: I think, I think it's over now. How can you How can you have a press conference and not be able to say his name?
3: That's stupid. Maybe they forgot That's his name. That's really stupid. <laughs> yeah, they forgot that his name. That is really yeah. stupid. But if you're the Ravens... Because it, it, I'm thinking... I'm trying to be pragmatic and think about it like every... like, <laughs> and, certain th- and a lot of things I go, hey can we ju- and this is coming from me who's an excitable person and, and a lot of that's like listen I know that when Lyman and I are arguing with each other on the air it is not playing for keeps overall like yeah I want to be right and I want to beat Anthony in arguments but it's not we're not talking about life and death here all right when we are actually talking about important things my my theory has become can we all calm down and think about the long-term ramifications of the decisions we are about to make whether that be with our jobs or our lives or whatever. We need to calm down and, and remove as much emotion from these decisions as possible. And to me, that was a stupid emotional response by, who was it? Chad Steele's the guy's name, who's the PR guy. If you're not letting them say Lamar Jackson in a press conference, that is the dumbest damn thing I've ever seen in my life.
2: I agree. I It's dumb.
3: Stain says he wants to be traded. Won't well, we have a conversation to have tomorrow. Mm. Anyway, um... It's the dumbest damn thing I've ever seen in my life. However, if we all calm down, you have Lamar Jackson now and the whole thing. Well, they're looking at Anthony Richardson. Okay, well, is lightning just going to strike twice for you? Now, I like Anthony Richardson. I've said it a million times. But I can't guarantee he's going to be an MVP like Lamar Jackson has been for you. He most likely won't be. It most likely won't be. It's hard to win MVPs. So let's think about this. Let's think about this rationally. Lamar, you play another year, you play well. You you go right back on the market. Other teams might be willing to do it. You've proven them wrong. You've proven the Ravens wrong. Now you're willing to do it. It's only a one-year deal with Odell. And you're willing to take their BS, be on the franchise, or be on your franchise tag, and get the job done. For the Ravens, okay, what if Lamar does play well? Okay, then we will address that when we get there. But you've been telling me he's going to play well over the last two years, and he's finished the last two years injured. So now I have history on my side if I'm the Ravens. Let's think about this rationally. For Lamar, $33 million is still $33 million. That's still a lot of money. So if he plays, then fine. If he doesn't play, if he has a hold-in, well, then there's a possibility that somebody could do something desperate. I still think something can happen here. We have 16 days until the draft. I still think a team can come out of the woodwork and take a swing at Lamar Jackson and get him out of ball. Well,
2: Baltimore. that's when, especially, I see. I still think...
3: This is all under that premise.
2: I've always thought, given the tag and given the two first-round picks, it was going to be after the draft. Because teams that were at the top certainly wanted to see how the draft played out before they were willing to commit to ridiculously high picks even for a former MVP, but I I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think the Ravens are in a similar boat as the Steelers over the years since Big Ben. I've always felt that the Steelers, they have this thought that anybody can quarterback their team to 8-8. Eight and, eight. and I wonder if the Ravens feel the same way. So the Ravens are thinking, well, if we don't think Desha- uh, Lamar Jackson can win us the Super Bowl, and I think they probably have big-time doubts on whether – he would be able to do it. I wonder if Baltimore is like, we can pay anybody. Five, 10 million, 20 million. We'll get somebody
4: off the street. And we'll go 8-8, and (laughs) and
2: then we'll begin the process of looking for our next real quarterback. I I, I think this conversation and all of the noise surrounding the Ravens this offseason is leading them to that conclusion. So I, I still would be stunned. Not if Lamar came, not... Not if he came back for a year, but I'd be stunned if they inked him to a big-time, I mean, long-term do, deal at this point.
4: I mean, Lima and Ken, do you guys feel Lamar's back for a year, even with OBJ, whatever, that the Ravens have any shot to be in that top-tier core of the AFC with the Bengals, with the Chiefs, with the Bills, to be in that core? And if the answer's no, especially with an
3: additional week I of play. I think they do, damn it. That's the whole point of it. They do. You almost shut off the mics, didn't you? Why Uh. wouldn't they? Wouldn't this whole thing put together to be in that mix? Now, I'm not saying they need to be there. Some people are. I can only look at it legitimately from where you were last year. You're not deep. So it's going to take, now you're playing 17 games. It's going to take depth, meaning I don't think you're going to win 15 games during the regular season because you're going to have injuries. So I don't think you're that deep, meaning I think you're a 10-win team or an 11-win team at best. If you do anything more, that means we've been lucky from the injury output, and you've had a good culture. But you got to create your own culture. And here we are talking about Greg Newsome in April wanting to be traded, which we all know the Browns are just willing to trade players who has to be traded all the time. They're just open to do that.
2: No, it's been a, it's been a great stance by them in the past. Like not not necessarily willing. Now we found out Dearness Johnson, Kareem Hunt. Both had put feelers out there, Njoku, and what happened? Did any of those three guys get traded? Um, But, uh, you know, what is the value? What is the value of all of those guys? Njoku probably had the highest value of any of them, but Mm -hmm. still, what was his value? He had not been a big producer in the NFL. I mean, still, he had a good year, good bounce back year. He still didn't have huge production this year. a lot
3: of tight ends get traded? We had... Think about it. Who was the guy from the Saints a couple years ago to the Seahawks? Why am I drawing a blank? Um, but, 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 we but, 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 had a whole but, 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 big but, 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 to do about whether or not he was a pet member. He wanted to be treated uh, in his contract depending on if he was franchise tagged G- as a wide what, receiver. Jimmy Graham, yes, yes, um, yes. Jimmy Graham got traded. Not. A, I don't think a lot of tight ends. I'm sure I'm going to get. You a text want to, to hold on to them
2: when when, when they produce. I you mean, definitely but, want to but hold on to.
3: It's such a weird market. They're expensive and they're usually overpaid. Yeah, they're usually overpaid. But you don't trade them, and they and people don't trade for them. They just they draft their yeah. own, and they hope that their own guys become their own guys. Mike Gusecki, Uh mm-hmm. didn't he get traded? No, I thought. No, I mean, I, no, 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 no. Mike Gusecki, I think just signed with the Patriots as a free agent. But I don't think that Mike Geseki. Let me look that up. You guys can talk there, amongst yourselves. Well,
2: he he's been the the poster boy of somebody who had been underperforming. I thought he was going to be great coming and, into and, a lot of people
4: he, did, and he's had a few like spotlight games. But my, that position, there's such a drop-off. I think that's probably the reason why the, the trade difference, why you don't trade for
3: tight ends, you could count, like, what, four or five? Gusecki was tagged, and then he just signed a one-year deal up to $9 million. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. He's only 27. Jesus. What a weird career he's yeah, but my,
2: had. My issue, and this is just a personal issue in Njoku, is I, I just heard so many people thinking he was going to be Travis Kelsey, and I'm like, guys there is not going to be Travis Kelsey, like maybe once every 10 years, if that. If he's in the gay plan. And even then, will they have the type of career that he's had? And so I just have to accept the fact that, no, Njoku is who he is. I know he's so young that people keep thinking he's going to make a leap, and now for the fifth, sixth, seventh straight year, I'm going to hear fans talk themselves into a leap. I would just assume that Njoku's going to put up the exact same Statistics but, but that he I, put up last year. But
4: I do think there is a difference, though. Like, even with him, especially years past, all the weapons, supposed weapons that the Browns have had. And, you know, he's not, unlike Kelsey, he is not the featured guy in the offense week in and week out. And I think that's the case for a lot of tight ends. I do think that, like, that's where the difference lies in that position. But Nujoku has had some good standout performances. I don't know, like, to the point
3: that you I just made live David, him, like, I, that moves him up to near the top of the position. I think with David, I don't I, I don't know. I think we always, I think David is giving us what David could give us, and I think a lot of us have expected more out of him, and I don't know if that's always his, I don't think that's his fault. I don't, I, I think that there's got, like, there's,
2: Was he a top 10 producer this year? I don't know,
3: but there's guys like Travis Kelsey, and then there's people, I'm like, why are we putting him in the same conversation as Travis Kelsey? Stop. You guys are only making fools of yourselves. Travis Kelsey is a Hall of Famer. Knock it off. David Njoku has been fine enough. He is a physical freak. He was drafted at a very young age. He Mm -hmm. can put together solid seasons for him, but can we stop Um. with all this stupidity? We do that, and then we set ourselves up for the failure of it. And David won traded twice. And one time, well, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna share that. They eventually um, got his deal, and then he eventually got his deal. Kareem Hunt wanted traded, and they said nope. Um, with this Greg Newsom story, again, I, he, you can request a trade all you want, and the Browns just fart in your general direction over requesting a trade. I think the question would be whether or not the fans would move on from Greg Newsom. And my answer would simply be no, no, you ain't going anywhere. You were first round pick two years ago. Mm-hmm. You'll figure out a way in our defense. You're under a rookie contract. I mean, what would be the you value? You hire Jesus Christ as your general, as your uh, as your counsel. Well, you're not. Well, we're not moving on from this. According to PFF,
4: uh, they just ranked the Titans uh, about a month or so oh, ago. That was nice of them. Najoku number seven. Okay, number seven, seven in, on their in the
3: list. NFL? Yeah, I mean, he 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 is an interesting. I know we're kind of all over the place here because all this breaking news going on. He's a very interesting character. I mean, he because it's like. Would you put him amongst the best of the best? No, but I'm not... I, I wouldn't kick him out of bed for eating crackers he's when not it comes a, to tight ends. Like, he's, I wouldn't... He's not like, a, I'm not like, oh, no, he's not garbage
2: at all. No, like, he's, not a, he's, fine. he's not a total bust or anything like that. But our
3: fights, we've... In our fights over him, we've overrated him, wouldn't you say? In our defenses of David Njoku, mm. if we're fighting for David Njoku, have we not overrated him? I think so.
2: What did they end up paying him per year? Because uh, the, que- the question is always... Could you go back to the well, draft a tight end, and get similar production? Or can you have two guys get similar production if you add those two guys up and then pay them bargain basement? But how much of a risk is that? Because they're obviously comfortable with him in the system.
3: Harrison Bryant's okay. And honestly, like when we go back to who they signed in free agency, when they signed Austin Hooper, no, it didn't work out. It didn't work out. But I don't I still don't blame them for signing Austin Hooper at that time because David Njoku was injured. I was shocked how
2: bad Hooper was. I was
3: too. I was too, but remember, there, my defense of Austin Hooper. Remember, you got to look at free agency. It was a comparison with George Kittle, and I kept saying to people, "We had callers, and I'm going, guys. George Kittle was not the one who was available. I don't like the the guy the the arguments about the best of the best. George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, those guys aren't going to be available in free agency. Austin Hooper was. So if you sign that guy, it was it should have been a better signing than what it was. He just, he kind of hit the, he kind of hit the skids. I didn't, I, I still don't think it was, I don't, I don't rip Andrew Barry for that signing the way that, that a lot of people do. Uh, John Johnson, the third probably could have been a better signing. Okay. Um, Speaking but of defensive accountability. Yeah. yeah no, but <laughs> yeah, but the, the Austin Hooper thing, it's like, yeah, the price is the price for tight ends and some tight ends end up being really good. And I I think that in a lot of ways, I mean, David njoku has been fine. I think David Njoku yeah. in some ways bailed nice. him out of the Aust- I, Austin Hooper fiasco. Well, and I think that's why he might see it a little bit differently. I,
4: I'll just say this: um, when you take your shirt off before a cold weather game, well, he's a
3: good looking man. Uh, well,
4: uh, remember we talked yesterday. Built like a Greek god. We talked yesterday on the show about looks. Yes.
3: And sometimes you like you take your shirt and off. David's eyes are outstanding. <laughs> I said that to his face. You got great eyes.
2: How do you feel about the hair?
3: Yeah. How do you feel about that? I don't hair? care. What well, didn't he cut it?
2: Yeah, a very different look, very unique look going on.
3: He's had he's had cuz he had long hair for a while. Does he still have long hair? Yeah, no, he still has I long he hair. He did. Cuz he kept it up in a bun right before the 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 Saints game, right? That's right. Okay. Yeah, he did. I thought he who did, who cut theirs? Who cut their hair? Some... Why am I drawing a blank... Oh, Miles cut his hair.
2: Did he? I've seen him. Miles,
3: you remember? Cause he had kind of longer hair, and then he cut his. I want to say he cut his
2: during I last know. year.
4: I Actually, know. I'm looking at the joke. Yeah, I'm looking at the joke on his uh, Instagram. He did. He did cut his hair. Cut. This is uh, February. I'll show you. Okay, bring it over here.
3: Okay, see, I wasn't wrong. I thought Miles cut his too. I don't want to just go making things up here. Hold on. Yeah, there it is.
2: Yeah. How many followers does uh, crazy? How many followers in the joke have? Two ninety. See, should have been, uh, should have been a women's college basketball player. You'd have way more followers, way more opportunities. I, uh, I, I want to.
3: Who, who's the girl who played? Excuse me, the woman who for plays tomorrow for...
2: Ra- rank our Instagram. Uh, rank the Cleveland Browns. You know what, total Clevelanders. Who's the woman who give you a big show. homework assignment? Give all all the, the 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 Cavs, Guardians, Browns. I want to have the top 5 Who's the Instagram woman? follows. Who's the woman who plays 100 for uh, 100 Paige uh Bukers or Bukers. Buk- that's Bukers, it. Bukers or Bukers. She's Buk- going
3: to be really good, right? Well, coming She's off the like, injury, but well, yeah. Well, yeah, but you but I guess next year cuz last night was the WNBA draft, which yes. a girl uh excuse me, a woman, sorry, I get caught in high school realm. Yeah. A woman from Ohio State who went to mm-hmm. Jackson got drafted yeah. top of the second round. Yeah, I watched her.
2: I can't remember her name, but I watched her oh, this year. She was gracious. she was really Sorry. good.
3: She was really good. I guess the 2024 draft. It's an all-timer. It's going to be an all-timer, and they said they need to spend every damn dime they got
2: did you see promoting it. Do you see Angel Reese was part of the coverage for Bleacher Report? So she got paid for the last draft? night for the WNBA draft. Wow. These women... And, and and I know we get text wow. we got text today about ESPN putting women on the front page again. Well, uh it was it was a, I, it was a slow a night. It was a, oh yeah yeah we did. It was a slow night. It was a slow was night in sports, true. and then they put the WNBA draft up there as the top story. Um, I can't believe how much money these women have a chance to make.
3: Well, they covered now it, the- it is incredible.
2: So much more money than most of the men. I mean, they really do have... Well, they
3: cover it. What was And
2: plus, guys like to look at women in bikinis, and guess what these women do? They put pictures in bikinis what, on, on their Instagram? Instagram. Oh, yeah.
3: I follow Caitlin Clark on Instagram.
2: Angel Reese does underwear modeling on her Instagram.
3: I don't follow her on Instagram. Who well, maybe you will now. Let me get my Instagram out.
2: Ask uh, Lizzie if it's okay.
3: I follow... I, I don't think I follow Liz on Instagram. <laughs> they don't have an, an order. I, it should be an order yeah, you think when it, I last I know, I know, I know. You think it would be. They don't do that. I know I follow Caitlin Clark on Instagram because I told you she does that like what is it in the box or what's in the box thing where she's like touching different foods, ice cream sandwich. She's very good at it. Um, It's a dangerous game though. I think that's the only athlete I follow Mm -hmm. is uh, Caitlin Clark. Mm -hmm. I don't follow any other ones. Like I follow Joe. I don't think Joe follows me back though. It's a a sore subject.
2: I don't really post much on Instagram though. I've, I've completely quit. I need to get back on there.
3: Oh, I posted... The, did, did you see my video?
2: Yeah, you I did do a videos. Video. Oh, I heard it. Did yeah. you see it? Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, it was good.
3: Is it okay or yeah. I do it too much? No, I only it do it once a year.
2: You know what? I, I think we should just both do it a lot. And then that way I'll feel more comfortable doing it. Because right now, it transitioned from me being single guy and all my travels and all my going out to baby stuff. And then I'm like, nobody wants to see my baby stuff anymore. So I don't post anything. So now...
3: whoops! sorry, 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 sorry. I need to get
2: back there and actually start... Taking it seriously again. Get my hot takes on there.
3: I follow a guy named Dad Advice from Bo. And the reason I follow him is to see how much of the stuff I already know. It makes me feel better about myself. Oh, that's good. Dad Advice from Bo. Because there's one thing he does to see if your four-wheel drive works. I'm like, I've never done that. He puts his truck up to a curb. Okay. Straight onto a curb. And he's like, if you're in four-wheel drive, you'll be able to go. If you're not spinning the tires, you go right up over the curb. I'm like, I never thought about that. But a lot of this stuff, I'm like, all right, I already know this. Or I already know that. That's Send cool. Send it
2: to me now. I got to get in there.
3: That advice from Bo. There you go. But uh, I don't see any of the I, – I think you're on a separate thread, buddy. I don't got anything about ESPN. I'll show it
2: to you. I, I know exactly what it is. Well,
3: I mean, they're the ones who
4: carry the it's, it's either that or I don't baseball understand what the big deal is.
3: Night. Whatever. Always got to find a problem with how we do everything out there. All right. Anyway, is that it?
2: All right. Greg Newsom will be a member of the Cleveland Browns tomorrow, right? Yeah.
3: Greg Newsom will be a Cleveland Brown tomorrow. Just making and- sure.
2: And you got two NBA games tonight. Well,
3: okay. Would somebody offer you a first rounder for Greg
2: Newsom? No chance.
3: Would they offer you a second rounder for Greg Newsom?
2: I don't think so. But do some research on that one.
3: Delay. Maybe. Would you take a second rounder for Greg Newsome?
2: We'll answer that question tomorrow.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better